HR Party of One is brought to you by Bernie Portal. The largest OSHA fine of all time sits at a whopping $81,340,000 levied against British Petroleum, or BP, for 250 violations leading to the Deep Horizon oil spill in 2010. 11 people were killed and 17 injured when an oil rig explosion in the Gulf of Mexico spilled 134 million gallons of oil into the Gulf and surrounding waterways. Even if you're in an office of under 10 people, OSHA still holds sway over safety conditions. Penalties for non-compliance are severe and for good reason. When OSHA violations make the news, it's due to a catastrophic loss of life. There are steps you can take to be informed, stay compliant, and provide a safe place for your employees to work. Don't be like BP, which is still paying the price for the Deepwater Horizon spill. I'll share with you just how much they have spent since 2010 to get on OSHA and the public's good side. Stick around till the end to see how many zeros are in that figure. Until then, in this HR Party of One episode, we'll discuss what OSHA is and how it came to be, the purpose of OSHA and employer responsibilities to remain OSHA compliant. Let's get started. OSHA is the federal agency tasked with setting and enforcing workplace safety standards. The road to creating OSHA was filled with terrible tragedy. Many states had passed laws to protect workers by 1890, but they were lax. Enforcement back then was practically non-existent. Many businesses simply stopped enforcement officers from entering the workplace. States without strict protections used their leniency as a lure to draw businesses from states with stricter requirements. This increased state competition and made it more difficult for stronger national standards to take hold. Until the early 1900s, workplace protections advanced at a stuttering pace. The coal industry changed that for everyone. In 1907, 420 men descended into mine shafts number 6 and 8 in West Virginia for the Fairmont Coal Company. The shaft's connected ventilation system provided breathable air to the workers. So when two explosions rocked shaft 8, all 420 men were left without air. Even though only Shaft 8's entrance was destroyed, trapped miners in Shaft 6 also perished due to lack of oxygen and falling debris. Rescue efforts were inhibited by the noxious gases as rescuers could only withstand the combined carbon monoxide and nitrogen for 15 minutes at a time. 362 workers died, 216 women were widowed, and 506 children were orphaned. A common practice at the time was for families, including children, to join miners in the shafts to help, so many were present during the disaster. The U.S. Bureau of Mines was founded three years later in 1910 to inspect mines and enforce safety standards. Independent investigators added fuel to the fire. Shocking articles like Making Steel and Killing Men reported on harrowing statistics. It cited that Chicago's steel mills, which employed 10,000 men annually, caused the death or injury of around 1,200 men per year. In 1913, the Department of Labor was born. By that point, some industries were already collecting data on injuries and casualties. By 1921, many states used worker compensation programs to incentivize businesses to promote safer, healthier working practices. This proved that a large-scale program could effectively impact workplace environments. 
1960, Washington passed a law forcing states to follow federal guidelines for workplace safety, forcing many to abandon their loose regulations. Many industries lobbied for less oversight, but by 1970, OSHA was officially passed. Today, OSHA is led by the Assistant Secretary of Labor for Occupational Safety and Health, a position appointed by the president. The national office is located in Washington, D.C., but there are many offices throughout the country. I'll link the map in the description. Each of these locations staff OSHA inspectors who review worksite safety and investigate reports of noncompliance. The purpose of OSHA. OSHA employs inspectors or compliance officers to check out sites and ensure worker safety is a top priority. An inspector will come knocking if they receive a report of unsafe practices are inspecting other sites in the area as part of an enforcement action or if your submitted OSHA forms have reported injuries or fatalities in recent years. An officer guides their inspection by the criteria OSHA has set forth. The criteria include standards you may recognize. For example, an employer must protect workers from exposure to infectious diseases. If you're HR for a clinic, then you already know it's the employer's responsibility to provide personal protective equipment or PPE like masks and gloves. Anyone who's been in a doctor's office may have seen a biohazard container specifically for used needles. These are the sorts of things OSHA requires employers to do, but many rules are industry specific. OSHA has identified five major industries that require tailored guidance to maintain safe working environments. Much of the provided guidelines rely on the foundational strengths of thoroughly training employees on particular safety requirements. Throughout these trainings, workers will learn to understand the purpose of certain rules, know when and how to act in an emergency, and can better advocate for themselves in case of an unsafe environment. One of the best ways to ensure everyone is trained is to create a strong onboarding process. A standardized and centralized onboarding process will leave new hires through a customizable training checklist. And in HRIS like Brady Portal, you can send reminders to complete certain training and require employees to sign off on their agreement electronically to follow safety protocols. A strong onboarding process can help you remain OSHA compliant. However, even well-trained workers must ultimately rely on their employers for their safety. In 2023, a Connecticut construction company ignored the OSHA requirement to use trench boxes. Trench boxes are metal frameworks that hold up the sides of a trench so dirt doesn't collapse onto workers. One employee concerned that dirt had fallen on him twice texted a friend complaining about the lack safety measures. The same employee was later killed when a trench wall gave way. Both the owner and equipment operator were arrested on first-degree manslaughter and reckless endangerment charges. In some cases, OSHA investigations can lead to criminal charges. Trench boxes are only one of the safety measures OSHA requires employers to have on hand. You are responsible for keeping your workers safe by providing personal gear, ensuring the environment itself is safe, and creating safety measures in case of an emergency. Let's cover an example. High Rise Inc., a company that cleans building windows, provides employees with PPE like hard hats and safety harnesses, among others. This lessens the chance of a dangerous fall and protects their heads just in case. High Rise Inc. also ensures that there are no hazards on site. 
They have regular inspections of equipment and machinery like the suspended platforms that workers stand on. Sometimes they also postpone jobs due to inclement weather. A faulty platform 1,000 feet up in high winds or rain is a recipe for disaster. They also instruct new hires on safety protocols during their onboarding process and check annually that everyone knows the procedures. One of these protocols is that every work site must have at least two workers on the suspended platform and one supervisor present to monitor the job and triple check that all safety precautions are taken. Industries operating heavy machinery, working with harmful chemicals located in dangerous environments, etc., must follow very strict guidelines. High Rise Inc. must follow OSHA rules about suspension platforms. For more information on particular workplace requirements for your industry, check out the link in the description. OSHA created the General Duty Clause for all employers. This is the base level standard for workplace safety. For those in a normal safe environment like an office, this is your norm. Remain mindful of any and all potential safety risks. Offices are still liable to OSHA penalties if the environment is unsafe, like if exposed wiring and outlets prove hazardous. Keep in mind that some states offer their own OSHA compliance rules. The law requires you to follow whichever rule is more strict. So if you're in California and a certain guideline is more stringent than the federal one, you should adhere to California's rule. One way to do so is by hanging OSHA workplace posters. OSHA requires all employers to place certain workplace safety posters in an easily visible place. The posters cover information about employer responsibilities and provide contact info for making an OSHA report. You can download and print these posters for free off the DOL website. In addition to hanging workplace posters, employers have responsibilities to fill out and file certain OSHA forms. There are three forms, the OSHA Form 301 Report, the Form 300 Log, and the Form 300A Summary. Let's cover when you need to fill and file each one. Fill out a Form 301 report if an injury or illness meets the criteria of work-related and recordable within seven days of the incident. Record the incident in the Form 300 log for that work site. Complete Form 300A summary after the year's end. Post it in a highly visible area of each work site from February 1 to April 30th and submit it to OSHA by March 2nd. I'll leave a resource in the description that walks you through each form and how to fill them out correctly. Oh, and that BP spill? Since 2010, BP and its partners have spent $71 billion updating equipment, implementing new safety policies, contributing to environment cleanup, and more. While some workplaces have more safety regulations than others, all employers have a duty to provide a safe environment for their employees to work in. OSHA is here for a good reason, and violations come with hefty fines and sometimes criminal charges. As an HR party of one, you do everything in your power to foster a better place to work. You can create a strong onboarding process to mitigate the chances of a workplace incident and show that you are an advocate for a safer workplace. As always, remember that your role is as strategic as you make it.